Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. In today's discussion of the magic of compound interest, we'll talk about what it is and why do you want it working for you, and how much do you have to gain from understanding how to use it. We'll also discuss the effects taxes have on the compound interest. We'll talk about how thinking differently about the magic of compound interest can help you choose wealth tactics that could you could benefit from and save tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont with Dumont Wealth, and I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for well over 10 years. And joining us again today is Brian. Hi there, Kevin. Brian Dumont here, founder and managing partner of Dumont Wealth. Glad to be here. Well, you know, we always love having you here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So compound interest, um, you know, one of the eight wonders of the world. Einstein's rumored to have said that anyway. You know, it's a powerful force. Right. So um, it's a very important thing for anyone to understand when they're thinking about their wealth tactics. Brian, can you go into a little detail about um, compound interest and what it is? Sure, Kevin. So to start with, I'd like to always give an example to show the power of what compound interest really is. I think most people have a sense of what it is, but let's look a little more closely. So let's sure. suppose for a moment that you have a an account, a taxable investment account with a $100,000 balance today, and you decide you're going to invest um, $12,000 a year or $1,000 a month into that account And you're going to earn 5% over 30 years. And we're going to assume that you're in a 25% tax bracket on that account, uh, which is 20% cap gains dividends rate at plus some some state 5% added in there. So 25% assumption on the tax rate, meaning that really in reality, your 5% investment, when you take out the 25% tax that you're going to have to pay, you're netting about 3.75 a year, okay? Make sense? Sure. All right. By the way, just want to point out for the listeners here, we're going into lots of fun numbers here. (laughs) But um, we'll talk a lot about how they work, but uh, you can always go to our website, wealthtacticrebels.com, and check out the show notes for today's episode for um, the actual numbers. We'll put them on there for you. Great. So when we take our example, um, what we know is that if you're going to, if you've got $100,000 in the account and you add $12,000 to it, your interest in the first year is going to be $5,600, right? Sure. Okay. So $5,600 of interest. Now, do you owe taxes on that? $5,600? Do I owe taxes on that? On an interest grown? Yes, I do. Okay. Of course you do, right? At our 25% rate, that is $1,400 of taxes that are owed. Now, here's the next question. Are you going to pay that from the account, the $1,400, I mean, take a withdrawal to pay that $1,400 of taxes, or are you just going to pay it from what I call your lifestyle pocket? That is, when you file your taxes, you just net your gains and losses, and uh, you pay it that way. Well, I know that... um... The easiest way to see the taxes and what's going on is to just pay it out of the account. But uh, most people will take the 
taxes and take it right out of their pocket. They'll, they'll pay it out of their, their lifestyle pocket, as you say. Right. So what I find is that very few people actually want to take the $1,400 out of the account to pay the taxes. Right. Of course. So, so uh, if you're not paying close attention when you file your income tax return, you're not noticing necessarily that $1,400, but it's real. Right. 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 Okay. You, so, don't, you don't see the negative on the account. You just see the full value. There. Right. So it's $5,600 added to the account. However, honestly, we'd have to minus out the 1400 if we were going to be honest, right? Yeah. But most of the time we don't do that. So we just add the 5600, that's goes into the account. Now the account balance at the end of that time, the end of the first year is 117,600. Hmm. Now, in the next year, obviously we're able to earn interest on what was added to the account. Right, the fifty six hundred we added to the account is also going to earn interest. Of course, that's the compounding effect. Mm -hmm. Right, so it grows exponentially. You know, and so when I just run this through, I'm going to just save a little bit. I'm going to just stop at year two uh, and save a little bit of time here. But because we started with a higher balance because of what we added in due to the compounding. In the second year, we're going to earn $6,480. Right. So that's a higher number. We're earning more. Right. Not $5,600 like the first year. We're right. going to now earn $6,480. And that gets added in. So now our balance at the end of the second year is $136,000. And that continuing compounding continues. But along with that, we're going yeah. to notice that the taxes do also increase. Right. If I earned just, let's call it $6,500 in year two of interest. How much in taxes do I owe? Do I owe fourteen hundred or do I owe more? Well, of course you owe more. It's a bigger number. I owe more. I owe sixteen hundred, right? Yeah, right. And so you'll notice that not only did the interest within the account compound, but also the taxes compounded. Taxes went up with it. Yep. Yep. Right. So in a compound interest taxable account, what we have is we have compounding interest, but we also have compounding taxes. Right. Right. Both of them are growing exponentially. Right. And when that happens, of course, what's really happening when you're honest about it is it's undermining the value of that growth. Right. Now, the compound interest itself is a wonderful thing. Right. Of course it is. Yeah. We're earning more each year that that happens. However, you know, when we fast forward, I'm going to fast forward now all the way to year 30 in our example. And by year 30, how much interest do you think we've earned? Well, I know it's in a that lot. last year, in that 30th year. So it's a lot. We're looking at, you know, over $60,000 in that last year. $60,000 of interest, right? Remember, we only started with a $100,000 balance. Right. Uh, so our interest is almost as much as what we originally started with. And what do you think the taxes is now are now due on that sixty thousand? Well, I hope they went down. <laughs> Guess what? They didn't. <laughs> no, man, yeah. taxes didn't go down. Gee, imagine that. <laughs> um, now we have over fifteen thousand dollars in taxes due that year on wow. that growth. Right, that's more than what we were contributing and and what we are contributing at this point. Mm. Meaning that I'm putting in twelve thousand dollars. Hmm. But I got to pay fifteen thousand dollars in taxes. Yeah. Right. Wow, that hurts. That'd be like if you had a had a credit card, and um, your payment towards the credit card was less than the interest the credit card company is charging you. 
I mean, how would that feel? That would feel horrible, wouldn't it? That would feel horrible. And that's exactly what has happened in our compound interest taxable account is that at some point, you know, my contributions don't even cover the annual taxes. Wow. That's um, astounding, right? That's amazing. All that said, if you have been paying the taxes when you file your tax return, rather than taking a distribution from the account to pay them, your account balance after 30 years is now one point two. Six million dollars. That's a lot of money, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. So let me break this down for people. How did we get to the $1.2 million? We contributed $100,000 at the beginning plus $12,000 a year. That's a total of $460,000 out of pocket. $460,000 out of pocket subtracted from where we ended up. That means we earned just about $810,000 of interest over that 30-year period. Not bad. Pretty good. That's more than double, significantly more than yeah. double, almost triple what we contributed out of pocket. Yeah. Right? And and, and I think you would feel pretty good about that. Yeah, that's, that that's looks a power, pretty good. That's a powerful thing. Right? I know if I was looking at my account and I put in hundred grand and I have over 1.2, I'd feel good. That's compound interest. Compound interest because you have almost tripled Almost tripled where you started, right? Right. So it's a powerful thing, and we need that working on our behalf. And that's why you know we want to we want to always put ourselves in a position where we can have compound interest working on our behalf. Yeah, absolutely. But we've also got to keep an eye on what the tax man is doing. Right. So let's talk about the truth of the account, where it's actually going. Right. What's our real numbers? So if we Calculate all the taxes, in other words, cumulative taxes that we have had to pay in order to grow our balance to the $1.269 million. Out of pocket. Out of pocket, right? Because we didn't take it out of the account. We had to pay an additional $202,000 in taxes. Ouch. <laughs> I don't like that tax bill. <laughs> that was a tax bill, right? Wow. It, it, it didn't seem like a lot on right. an annual basis when we started. Remember the $1,400 in the first year. But, man, remember, yeah. it's not just the compounding within our investment account. It's the compounding of the taxes. Right. The opportunity cost right? of the taxes. Yeah. So if we're honest, did we really have an account worth $1.269? No. We had to subtract out the 200000 in taxes. We really got a million dollars and some change. Okay? Okay, so it's a little less than I thought, but, you know... We're still at a million dollars. We're still at a million dollars. Okay, you gave up two hundred thousand dollars of lifestyle somewhere else mm-hmm. in order to get that right, balance. Right. Okay, but you know, if we think about it, remember we said we earned about eight hundred and nine thousand and eight hundred and ten thousand dollars in interest over the thirty-year period. If right, we paid right. out two hundred thousand dollars in taxes, we still earned six hundred thousand. Right. We still earned six hundred thousand. Right. That's still a lot of compounding. Right. Right. That's good. But, but there's another factor we haven't remembered. Right. So what's the hidden factor here? Well, what we're also we've got to remember is that if we hadn't given up those taxes over that 30-year period yeah, that every year, the yeah. 1400 the 1600 the 1800 etc., we could have invested that money also. True. If we had invested that money, meaning the opportunity costs on those taxes, we would have to have... Uh, accounted for a much larger number, right? So what um, what would that number be? Because what I'm assuming now we're talking about it doing is we take that $200,000, put it into an account, in a similar account, and it compounds over the years to a right. much larger number. 
Right. So that would have given us, you know, another hundred thousand dollars. Another hundred thousand. Right. In other words, our taxes at interest, our compounding taxes that we paid, would have meant another hundred thousand dollars that we mm. potentially lost. So when we back that out of our balance, now our account balance is really only worth a little under a million. Uh huh. Right? So the the actual cost of the taxes is about equal to the amount we started with in this case. That's um, pretty substantial, right? It's it's like it wipes it out. Yeah. In other words, let's think about this. If our taxes at opportunity cost over 30 years was $300,000 and we subtract that from our interest that we earned. Remember, we earned mm. 800 right. minus 500. Right. That means really we're down to about 500 that we have truly earned and we contributed okay. close to 500. So really, we've only doubled our money, not, not tripled not it. Not tripled what like we thought originally we had done. That's right. the bite that taxes that, takes on compound interest. That's pretty big. So. In a taxable account. Right. right. Now, the compounding is still happening, but we have to be aware that Uncle Sam is having a big effect on our account. Yeah, certainly is. So we start with an apparent value after 30 years of over 1.2, almost 1.27 million, right? Mm -hmm. But Uncle Sam's taking taxes because of the type of account it is every year, and that's compounding out, mm -hmm. equaling almost, at interest, almost $300,000. So the real value of the account we look at the number and we say, oh, I have one point, almost one and a quarter million dollars here. Wow, that's awesome. Our real value is 970. Yes, exactly. It's a little smaller than we thought. Mm -hmm. So the trick is that, yes, compound interest is an amazing thing. But compound taxes <laughs> is also an amazing thing. <laughs> just not the right kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, let's look at for a moment. Here's another way to think about it. Remember that $300,000 of taxes at interest or at opportunity costs we were just talking about, right? Mm -hmm. If we took at that, if we looked at it and backed it to year one, right? Yeah. And we said, hey, what would we have needed to pay all of those taxes at opportunity costs, that $300,000, if I had put that amount of money into an account and grew it from year one, what would it have taken for a lump sum to cover the tax liability? Well, actually, when you do the math, you would have to have had just about $100,000 to pay those taxes. That's an interesting thought. Now, wait a minute. I thought we started with $100,000, right, in the account? We yeah, did. that is, right? But what we're saying here is that to cover that $300,000 tax burden... We'd need another $100,000 just to cover that. Huh. So the reality is, if I want to start an investment of a hundred grand, mm -hmm. I also need another hundred grand. <laughs> to, to pay Uncle Sam, to, right? Just to buy the account well, to pay Uncle Sam so that I can break even. Well, in this case, remember, it's compounded by the effect of our contributions on an annual basis, which right. were the $12,000 a year. But in other words, it's a significant sum of money, right? It's a it significant proportion that's going to go toward the compounding tax situation just to try to keep up. Now, what some people say to me, well, all right, so the solution must be what? The solution must be if I just have a higher rate of return, that'll pay my taxes. Well, of course, naturally, that's what everyone assumes, right? Okay. So remember, in our example, we were using 5% as our interest rate, right? Our return our, on our compounding. So let's suppose that we just bring that up to 7%. For the moment. Sure. If we look at that, 
over the, let's just look at the first year. In the first year now, we're earning seven eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. and our taxes due are just about two thousand. A little higher. We were at fourteen last time. So the taxes were, were another, fourteen. Yeah, almost right? another five hundred in taxes. And what we had earned in interest was fifty four hundred. Now we're earning seventy eight hundred dollars. Right. But the taxes also increased proportionately. Right. So at the end of the day, would we have more money? Yes, we would. But would we have paid more in taxes? Well, I would assume we did, even though I'd be hoping we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure we have, right? So at over 30 years, if your return rate is 7% instead of 5 you've now got just about $2 million as a balance in your account. But you've also given up almost $400,000 in taxes. Ouch. Right? That's almost double. Double the taxes. So we went up 2% and we doubled our taxes. Doubled our taxes. So you see, the compounding interest is an amazing thing. You do end up with a much higher balance, but your compounding taxes eat it, erode it just as quickly as you're growing it. Weren't we at about $15,000 in year 30 in taxes last time? That's right. Right? And now we're at 32. Yeah. I like that bill even less. Compounding taxes and compounding interests. Okay. Well, this all makes sense. All right. So, in other words, just to answer that question, an increasing interest rate does not solve the compounding tax problem. Right. It only compounds the tax problem. Compounds the problem. Right. So, if that's not really getting us ahead by much, because it's obvious that's eroding the, the value of that account significantly at that point. Yes. Is there another way? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about in our next episode. Um, we're going to look at some of the solutions to avoiding or reducing that compounding tax so that, in fact, you can appreciate and have the full benefits of compound interest. Yeah, and that sounds like an important subject. We need to spend some real time on that for our Wealth Tactic Rebels. Yes, we will spend a whole episode on looking at the solutions to how do you keep all of that compound interest, right? Right. How do you right. keep it? Okay. Thank you, Brian. Um, so the magic of compound interest, as we can, as we discussed, is definitely a powerful force. It really helps to grow the account. Whenever you can take advantage of that, you have a much higher number than you would have had otherwise, right? Almost three times. In Almost example, three times. Right? That's a lot. It's big. Um, but you have to consider, obviously, the tax consequences of that because the taxes, if you have a taxable account, are compounding with it. They're also compounding. So the more that grows, the more your taxes grow. So your your true value of your account does not grow as much as you think it is. Right. Your your what you have for a true number in your account is not is right. not the same. You have what you think you have, but then you have a much lower number than you actually it, have you in value. you factor out the taxes Once, at interest. Exactly. Right, right. The next step, of course, in our two-part session of um, the magic of compound interest, we're going to talk about what choices our Wealth Tactic Rebels have to uh, help reduce the consequences of those taxes. Right, and to maximize compound interest for themselves. Well, that sounds like a great idea. So, um, again, we're going to put these numbers on the show notes. Uh, so you just go to the WealthTacticRebels.com website. Go to today's episode, The Magic of Compound Interest. And uh, you can see these numbers if you're a numbers person and want to follow that along. Also, 
Uh, while you're there, you can go to the WealthTacticRebels.com website and download our free guide to the three key areas that you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. Thanks again for joining us today, Bri. Thank you. My and, pleasure. And thank you for joining us, Wealth Tactic Rebels. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.